The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. So again, that uh, nationwide manhunt continues for two teens believed to be the suspects in a double homicide and one other death in northern B.C. Uh, RCMP in Manitoba just stating that they found the vehicle that uh, the two, um, Cam McLeod, 19-year-old Cam McLeod and 18-year-old Briar Schmigelski uh, were traveling in, in uh, they found it in Gillum, Manitoba, which is the largest town in northern Manitoba. As I mentioned, it's located uh, 760 kilometers north from Winnipeg, extremely limited access in and out of uh, the community. It's about a community of 1,200 people, people there um, on high alert as uh, police uh, spend or send more resources to the area. Uh, joining us now with a look at, you know, the, the investigation and how challenging this would be for police. We're joined by Randy Whisker, a retired homicide detective with the Ottawa Police Service. Randy, thanks for joining me. Oh, hold on just one second. Hi, Randy. Thanks for joining me this afternoon. My pleasure. Nice to speak with you. Now, let's start with this. Uh, when you first started hearing about this, and I guess maybe the, um, the, uh, the, the amount of terrain, the amount of country that it's now covering, what were your thoughts when it came to trying to investigate a case like this? Well, there's two uh, two aspects. There's the uh, the evidentiary portion. The uh, the investigators will try and gather all the uh, the evidence uh, that's available, and then there's also the ongoing uh, search for the for the suspects at large. And uh, as you search for the suspects and collect evidence, there's so many different resources that come into play mm-hmm. to manage both sides of the the investigation as it's ongoing right now. So how would they be trying to track the two right now? Is it just, you know, eyewitness accounts? Is it video from uh, convenience stores and gas stations uh, across the country? Is it just about anything that they can get their hands on right now? Well, exactly. Uh, you know, in this uh, modern age of, in, of investigations, there's an incredible array of technical resources available um whether these two suspects are in possession of personal devices or Mm. phones there's ways of tracking those um certainly as you mentioned uh there's a trail that they've left behind them across the country or at least half the country Mm -hmm. by now and video surveillance uh different cameras uh dash cams from vehicles they've They've done an excellent job of alerting the public and uh, trying to tap into those things. But from a personal perspective, it's the the physical management of the case right now is massive. The um, there's certainly a trail to follow, and uh, they've taken it so far to to northern Manitoba, and I'm sure they may well have other information as to where mm. the people are headed. But. The one thing they have to plan for right now is once they have them confirmed their their location mm-hmm. positively, they really have to plan carefully for how they're going to manage the arrests and takedown of these 
these suspects. Well, I was going to ask you about that, uh, Mr. Whisker, because given the circumstances, um, you know, there are suspects in the deaths of uh, three people right now. It sounds like they are desperate to escape, and that could be very dangerous for uh, any officers that come into contact with them, uh, whether it's in an arrest uh, situation or um, in whatever town, place they are, the residents who are there, isn't it? Well, exactly. Uh, uh, they've covered a lot of ground in a relatively short period of time. They're probably exhausted. As you say, they're desperate, confused, scared, all of those things. Um, whether they've been able to acquire any nourishment, mm. they get low on energy and very hungry. And with three, or it looks like three homicides mm-hmm. behind them, they have nothing to lose. So mm-hmm. all of those combined for a very volatile situation. And from the RCMP perspective, with them traveling this vast distance, as I said, they have to be prepared for when the time comes that they do nail down a location mm-hmm. for them. The arrest team, it has to be very well planned. They want to have all the resources necessary to do a, a fast, efficient, and safe takedown. And that will include, could include a number of resources, uh, surveillance teams, tactical teams, um, canine uh, air support. And as these suspects are continuing their trek across the country, the RCMP have to maintain these resources mm-hmm. rolling along behind them. Yeah. And they have to replenish them. You can't, as they say, the suspects may not have slept for two or three days. You can't have your tactical team or these other resources necessary to do a proper takedown. Uh, they have to be fresh and ready to go. So you need a massive amount of these resources constantly ready as the trek continues uh, across the country. Randy Whisker is a retired homicide detective with the Ottawa Police Service, kind of, you know, peeling back the curtain a little bit on on how this, um, you know, the challenges facing the investigation right now. What does the remoteness of the location, um, you know, how does that play into this, uh, Mr. Whisker? I mean, you talk about having all of these, you know, tactical teams, you know, air patrol, all that sort of stuff, but I'm, you know, this is, this is uh, Gillum Manitoba right now, and it is it is far it is far from from Winnipeg. It is 760 kilometers from Winnipeg, a small town, limited access in and out. What challenge does that play in this? Well, that's where uh, you know at least the uh, the RCMP um, they have the resources cumulatively, and they can mm-hmm. always rely on the support from fellow law enforcement agencies and partners to to assist with this and uh obviously the suspects are limited to either travel by by vehicle or or on foot if they decide to hide out in the mm-hmm. in the back country mm-hmm. um so these are the things that'll just be from uh hour to hour for all we know at this moment um, they may well know where they are. Mm-hmm. And they just need to accumulate and have those resources ready because once they're spotted, it's not just a matter of jumping. You have to have the resources ready so that it's contained and mm-hmm. controlled. Mm-hmm. You don't want to get into a high-speed pursuit on a highway. Mm-mm. You don't want a barricaded person or a hostage situation if you try to 
take them in a in a populated area. Mm-hmm. So it wouldn't be far from my consideration right now that perhaps they do know exactly where they are, but they need they need to have this takedown at the right place at the right time with the right resources on hand to do it quickly and safely. Mr. Whisker, what are the challenges with, you know, if you had the RCMP involved and you talked about, you know, working with other um, um, policing organizations as well. I know the OPP just put out a statement as well because Gillum, not far from the uh, uh, the, uh, the Manitoba-Ontario border, according to their spokes, uh, their spokespeople. Is is that a challenge? Is is that a challenge or is that a benefit when you, when you have this collaboration of uh, a number of different services working together? A bit of both? It, it's definitely a benefit okay. for sure. The RCMP is a large organization, uh, a lot of uh, quality uh, resources available. But when something reaches this magnitude, and I've had that experience in the past, where we've reached out from Ottawa City Police to partner agencies such as the OPP or the RCMP, we had several uh, complex cases in the past. And you're most happy to have those those offers of assistance. No matter how big you are, mm-hmm. sometimes you need more. Another set of eyes never hurts. Now, we've seen um, this vehicle uh, that they were uh, traveling in. It has been uh, spotted in Gillum, Manitoba. It has been, uh, it was on fire. It was burned out. We saw the, another one back in BC burned out as well. Um, you know, burning vehicles, does that, does that limit evidence? What does that do, Mr. Whisker? Well, it'll certainly uh, destroy any, any trace evidence. Mm-hmm. Um, the value of that now has somewhat diminished because of all the other information to support the fact that, you know, they're able, they're able to confirm even in a burnt out vehicle, they can still identify it through uh, what are called VIN numbers. Mm-hmm. Maybe even the license plate is still attached. Um, so they might not be able to, to glean uh, DNA evidence or fingerprints. But with so much other circumstantial evidence, because um, they've come out and said that it is the vehicle. So yes. The burning of it, it may just be, as we alluded to earlier, the state of mind of these suspects right now is, is hard to perceive. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. What their thought processes are, uh, their, ac- their actions from one hour to the next can be extremely unpredictable and and irrational given the events of the last week. Well, let's hope uh, that uh, no one else is is hurt in this. Uh, Randy Whisker, retired homicide detective with the Ottawa Police Service, offering some insight this afternoon. I appreciate your time. Well, thanks very much. I enjoyed speaking with you. Mm -hmm.